Hola. Bonjour. You have anything to add? No. Welcome to the Skipper and the Greedy podcast. He's the Skipper with Hello. a decade of experience. I am the Greenie. Um, I have got a year's experience. I'm in my second year now. So, today we're going to talk about progression paths. So, that would be the different things that you can do on a yacht, and then how you get over time, like how you get higher and higher and higher until you retire. <laughs> End goal. End goal. <laughs> and hopefully that's quite early. <coughs> Ooh. Right, so everyone who works on a boat, absolutely everyone, needs an STCW. So that's your first step. So you cannot work on board until you have your STCW. And what does that stand for? <laughs> I actually don't remember. What does it stand for? Security something, 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 something. It's called it's basically no, standards of training, certificate and watchkeeping of seafarers. So not STCW at all, really. Standards of training, certification, watchkeeping. Oh, seafarers. <laughs> for seafarers. Okay. Oh, yeah, for seafarers. Okay, fine. So everyone needs that. Now th that is normally a what a four day course. Four or five day, depending on how much they want to get out of you, money wise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, normally, yeah, four to five day course. Um, one whole day is um, first aid. One whole day is fire, uh, which is where you actually put fire out. It's like, yeah, firefighting and fire prevention. Yeah, and then one whole day of um, sea survival, which is... Personal survival techniques, yeah. Which is normally where they throw you in a swimming pool, Um which I always disagree with. Why? Because it's it's not like really like nice warm lukewarm water. It's not rough. No, I guess not. Like the, where when I first did mine, I was in I was in the sea. Yeah, which you're the only person I've ever known to have experienced that. Most people get thrown in a pool with a because life I, raft. I I I went for quite a small company when I did mine. I didn't go for like the big names like UKSA or, or anything like that I was I don't even know if they exist anymore but it was they were called Red Ensign on cows um, and they did everything I think they were proper they weren't super yacht they were you know like training merchant navy or fishermen or something like that you know they were, they were sort of like the type of people that would take on all the the guys that were coming through commercially not for learning how to fold tea towels yeah <laughs> you know? so like that you know they actually did the training properly which <laughs> which is one of the things that i find really annoying these days is that that come like the companies are putting the price up and they're not teaching it properly because it's just money making yeah it's like actually not okay because like yeah. you get you get guests coming onto these yachts that expect the crew to be fully firefighter trained and all that sort of stuff and normally the captains are very good at doing the drills and stuff at least but you'll always notice that when you get an, a fresh crew member on you'll go through the drills and they don't remember any of their training no like, i'm guilty of that you know for sure i know because it's, it's just a you know, most of them are 18 to 21, you know, not always, but most of the time they are, and they're just there for a bit of a laugh, you know, they're just, they're going to cows and getting drunk every night, mm -hmm. because there's no, there's no, tra um, there's no test at the end of these, it's just, you have to show up. Yeah, exactly, so there are a lot of companies now that will offer this, whereas when you started, I think there was a very... There was there was less anyway. Yeah, it was it was less, and I and I went for the my friend who's on the industry. He he went through this company as well, but I don't think they exist anymore. Or if they do, they don't. They might still do it, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, your SCCW lasts for five years. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to do a refresher. So refreshers are cheaper and shorter. They're um, not much cheaper. No, but Which they they are funny. shorter and. Well, it's because you only have to refresh your firefighting and your first aid. No personal survival techniques. 
Oh, yeah, and your first aid. Yeah, so you, the only thing you don't do is your personal and social responsibilities, which is one of the days of training as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. See, it shows how much I remember. It's only because I've got the list. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, everyone needs your STCW. It doesn't matter who you are on board. Uh, chefs, everyone, you know. Yeah. Absolutely everyone on board. So, also, everyone needs an ENG... Mm. Oh, what? Well, actually, technically, you don't even need your SCCW if it's a private boat. That is true, but I think even private boats just look for that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it depends how small and private you're going. Like, yeah. we know a captain. A captain. Oh, he didn't have his SCCW. He didn't have it, but he, he went and got it because the boat was being sold on so that yeah. it would be kept. Yes, you're right. So if it's a if it's a small private vessel, you, yeah, you sometimes have owners. Yeah, that just but that's not really the sea yachting industry. Like no. that's kind of like if you knew someone that needed you to be the skipper or something like that. Yeah. So, um, oh, and also, if you've just let it run out, maybe if you're working for a private vessel and you've initially been working in the industry with an SCW and it's run out it's not the end of the world if you don't get your refresher if you're yeah, in a private yeah. vessel yeah yeah exactly um but yeah anyway moving on ENG1 so everyone needs an ENG1 which is a medical certificate um so they're really short and sweet and simple again money making money making yeah so you just you go to a doctor that does them which isn't necessarily your doctor yeah there's like specialised qualified doctors yeah uh, so you there's a list online so you basically pick your closest one to you go to that doctor pay I can't even remember how much it was now it's quite a lot it's like 80 quid or no 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 it's more than that now because I remember when I did mine you were like what that's gone up depends on the doctor no, it doesn't. There's just like a stand. Oh, well, yeah, it, it can go up, but there's the, there's a minimum amount. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, really short and sweet. You go in, they sort of like knock your knee with a hammer. Yeah, poke they, you around a bit. They. Uh, it's not. It's not a medical. Well, it is to a certain extent a medical to check that you're okay, but it's actually a medical to check that you're capable of holding a watch, which yeah. means. Which means being able to be like a lookout when the boat's underway. So, so they, they check, test they, your eyesight. They check colourblind, they check eyesight, check your hearing, that sort of thing. So yeah, by the way, my hearing one was, uh, he was uh, just ticking some boxes and then he went, can you hear this? I know. And I went, yeah. And he was like, done. So that was a hearing that's test. Another, <laughs> that's another terrifying thing about quite newly qualified crew these days. Yeah, the, the ENG ones mm. are a bit... If you go Tick to, boxy. I don't remember her name, but there's a there's a lady in Palmer that a lot every, people that are listening to this that are in the industry they'll instantly know who I mean. But that she's like ex, she's an ex military um, like field medic. And she still does it properly, and she, she you you go to she's lovely. She's a bit stern, but like she really actually takes it very seriously, which is good. So like if if you actually want to, you know, if you actually care about it and you want it done properly, like just in general for your health, it's good to go to her. Um, and she like, she t- always tells you stories about how she's genuinely like found underlying health issues with yacht crew and stuff like that. They've had then, that have then gone to like the hospital and like had been like months away from heart attacks and all this. Oh sort my of stuff. God. Yeah. Yeah, so my- yeah, it's if you want an actual full body checkup, which is what it really should be, instead of just a tick a box, go to her. Yeah, mine was literally ten minutes, yeah. and uh, he asked a bunch of questions, which I just answered. And like I say, my hearing test was him whispering, "Can you hear this?" Yeah. And I said yes. Uh, so that was that. And then the the eyesight one was uh, it had like one of those posters on the wall. Yeah, the you just, cover like, your eyes. Cover sort of one thing. eye. Yeah. Read this. Cover the other eye. I, I think. That. I think. Yeah, those ones are fairly standard. Um, but the hearing was like when you said that to me, I was shocked. Yeah, it was. It was the end of the day. I, th- I was the last appointment <laughs> That's not of the an day. <laughs> I think he wanted to leave. <laughs> um. So yeah, those are the two things. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> so we've just had our first boss trip of the season, which was glorious, by the way. Uh, but I spent the entire week with man flu. <laughs> you did. But I sucked it you up. You were and... worse than a man. Yeah. So I did 
my full responsibilities of the job without letting anyone else know without yeah so the guests did not the guests didn't know i was sick (laughs) the only person that knew i was sick was you um because i was i just had to hide it so yeah i i did a whole week's boss trip um that i had to hide the fact that i was dying (laughs) in the heat so it's like 35 degrees as well um yeah so yeah the violin out for you i'm fine now but i've got this like little tickly cough that will come up every now and then so sauce about that (laughs) um right so then so you've got your sccw you've got your eng one you are now able to be junior crew good luck you could be greedies you could just go out there and start doing it you can do what you do no i actually had more than this which we'll get into oh yeah um so yeah that's it you could go start yachting so whether that be interior exterior whatever get your backpack on get your polo top on yeah yeah exactly um so let's just start with interior first so now you're greedy you're working you'll probably start off as a third stew which basically means you will not see the outside of the you're laundry, laundry room. Stew. Yeah, yeah, a laundry stew. Yeah, so you'll be in that laundry room twenty four seven. You might as well get your bed made up and stay. Do you like there. ironing? This is the job for you. Yeah. So I, I feel like everyone who goes the interior route has to do their time in the laundry room. So if you don't like ironing, suck it up for a year, um, and then crack on after that but you do get paid just to iron so it's not that bad no but you will never see the light of day no so you'll have translucent skin by the end of the (laughs) season everyone else will have a nice tan Um, it's a sign of a good stewardess yeah if they've got translucent skin they're doing their job so, they shouldn't be outside sunbathing. No. <laughs> uh, so that, that'll be your life as a third stew. So then you could progress to second stew, which means you'll just have general responsibilities, but also not uh, be accountable <laughs> for when stuff goes wrong. You might, you might occasionally have to do some laundry. <laughs> yes, you might have to. <coughs> then, then you work your way up to chief stew, basically, and then... And then you can just tell other people what to do. Great. And then you marry well, retire, and have babies. <laughs> it's pretty much as high as you could go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know anyone that lasts very long in the interior. It's not like a. You don't sit in it for the end of your like the rest of your career. No. You know, the rest of your life. You don't, like, retire at 60 as a chief student. No. Like, it just doesn't happen. I think it's just such a high, toxic, you know, stress environment. People will do it for a bit, and then they'll go off and, yeah, like you said, either marry someone and not work again, or, or go do something else. But yeah. hopefully have made and saved enough money that they don't need to go and then... No, I think work a full-time job afterwards. I think a lot of a lot of people who transition to land roles after being chief stews or you know in the industry in general, like they might they might start businesses. Or, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got a bit of money that they can like kickstart something else. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll become like an agent or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get more of a land-based job. Or you could go down the purser route after being chief stew. You know, like I said, there's not really any higher you can go. So you might sidestep to the purser route. But um, you think that and they... what's a purser? It's like the boat's accountant. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so you, don't, you only get them on the big boats. So it is an office job. You just sat at your desk dealing with numbers. Non-stop. Yeah. Um, so I think you said that you, you, Normally you suspect, you have a degree in yeah, like accounting you, or a background in numbers. Yeah. You suspect you need a degree. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're, you are kind of in charge of the boss's money for that boat. So it's quite a big deal. So you have to be trustworthy. Absolutely. Probably, probably a lot of Excel spreadsheets. Mm. You love an Excel spreadsheet. I, I don't know how to use Excel. That's why he's saying that. Because <laughs> I have no idea. Just, I'm computer illiterate, basically. You're just confused about anything computer. Yeah. 
So I will never I'm be a person. using that phone, actually. <laughs> no, Apple make it quite simple. <laughs> um, so, so that's interior. Uh, let's just um, talk about chefs for a second. Um, so you don't normally need anything other than um, experience. Well, yeah, really. you, like your food hygiene, but that comes with so you, any you, restaurant. Yeah, you can get your food hygiene. Um, Head chefs, you don't really. I don't think you really. Well, you, you can work your way up as a chef but you kind of normally come from a land based restaurant experience but then like so but if you don't have much experience you might go onto a big boat as like a a third a chef, third chef or, or, a, or a crew, a crew chef. chef or a sous chef you know and then yeah. you go to a head chef but like yeah it's all about experience there's, it not, is. there's not that many there's little to no qualifications it's just I think you do have to have your food hygiene which yeah, yeah but, you I... have, but you have to prove yourself you have, you, have, you make a portfolio don't you yeah like so being, normally if you're mm. going for a, a chef job you'll have like these days it's like an Instagram like a food Instagram yeah. or um, you've been trained in a particular cuisine yes yeah which and... I guess is the equivalent of a qualification but it's like well, you got trained to cook in French cuisine or something yeah and because you know owners will have their diet requirements or their wants so they might like Mediterranean food they might you know they might like Spanish food or you know but your food hygiene level one is the only thing you need which is like you know as you know like a couple of hours <laughs> on a computer um, wash really, your hands really basic stuff yeah um, and then I, th- I do believe that you don't even need your food hygiene level two unless you're dealing with more than 50 people Oh right. That you're feeding, I think. Well, you big boats you'd need that then. Yeah. I I've, I've got my level 2 as well. So have uh, I. Have you? Yeah. Had to get it when I worked at Glastonbury. Oh. <laughs> when you were flipping burgers in the flipping burger van. Burger. Hey, I made curly fries. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I had no idea that you had that. That's so funny. Cool. Um so yeah but otherwise it is all about experience and like you say they normally come like head chefs on a really big boat you know they are proper fancy chefs so they've normally come from a really big deal restaurant Michelin restaurants yeah Yeah. um so then let's go down the deck route which is more both of our backgrounds so we've got quite a lot to say on it um so there are other things that you can get after you've got your SCCW and your ENG one. You can then go be a green deckhand, but there are other things that you can get as a sidestep, and um, a lot of greenies do have this. I did. Um, so even before I'd started even thinking about working on a boat, I'd got some of these things, and but they are not necessary. And you would say actually completely pointless well it depends on what it is so first one pwc personal water craft which is basically your jet ski license it's your license to be a hooligan you have to have that now do you well yeah in in france and italy and stuff like that you have to have a pwc to use jet jet ski not to work on a boat no but to use a jet (laughs) ski so technically yes to work on a boat because all boats have jet skis yeah okay true so yeah, it's your license to be a water hooligan. License to be hated. Yeah, hated by everyone trying to have a peaceful day. It's a moped on water. Yeah. <laughs> so, PwC, which is a day course, isn't it? It's very simple. They put you on a jet ski and like make yeah, you run around so. a bit. Yeah, you're supposed to do like a passage and plan and all that crap, and then you do like your safety. Mine was a day. I think yeah i think mine was a day then you've got your powerboat level two which um well yeah that's off you don't need your level ones do your level two but, no you yeah. just go straight for your level two and which is basically your days. license to um drive the tenders yeah that's like your minimum license to do it you can get higher qualifications <coughs> but boats don't require it but it's yeah it's two days the first day is all sort of a bit of a chit chat and then um maneuvering 
if I remember correctly, and then the second day is a passage plan, and you have to and you drive the tender to and from somewhere, and you do like your high speed maneuvering, and then you do like a man overboard and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember it not being particularly difficult. It's not particularly difficult, no. but it's it's a taster of driving a tender. Yeah. Not that the tenders that you normally drive on those are anything like the ones that the super yachts have. Well, actually, no. Yeah, you. That is semi true. So I think a lot of places you do your PBT, um, that you do it in silly little dinghies, mm. and, and then like you go to an actual super yacht, and their tenders are like these ten meter jet powered. Rib. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Whereas I actually did do mine on a very powerful large rib. Yeah, but it's not not that it wasn't that big. It was bigger than most companies hmm. and it was very powerful um so yeah uh yeah you basically that's how you why you're allowed to maneuver the tenders around but on big boats don't get excited you won't get to do that yeah as a junior crew there's no way they're gonna let you do that no. <laughs> so it's, bas- good, it's good to have it tenders but are worth millions yeah it's good to have it but you're unlikely to be able to play with tenders in your first year I remember my very first job, I, I got to wash down the tender and the captain came past going, just bear in mind, this is like you're washing down a Bugatti Veyron, which, you know, gave me loads of confidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's no way they were going to let you drive it. No. <laughs> um, then you've got your VHF radio. Um, very high frequency yeah. radio license. Which basically means that you're allowed to use the radio on board. Well, it's no, it's not even that. It's not about being allowed to. It's being familiar with them. You don't need to have your license to be able to use them. It, no. It, 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 <coughs> they're used every day, even to the point of communicating with crew around the boat because boats are so big you need to be able to talk to someone on the other side of the boat without shouting. Yeah, no, that's true. But what I was talking about it is mainly like you know communicating with the marineros or the port and things there's no way that they're going to let you do that anyway as junior crew but yeah but it's just getting you familiar with it if you've got that it means that you know well yeah but if you happen to be on the bridge and an officer isn't there and someone radios up at least you can understand what they're saying Mm. and it and it teaches you how to call out for emergencies like mayday and medical emergencies pan pan that sort of thing yeah uh, then you got your diesel engine course. Uh, Bit of a waste of time. It, do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, mine was a day. I I couldn't. It's it, it basically you any of it? No, absolutely not. Exactly. But um, <laughs> the 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 basis of giving it to us, they said that you know if you're in a tender and something goes wrong, it means that you can like semi understand what's going on, so you can get back. It depends to it. on the tender. Exactly, exactly. But it was just like general stuff. It's not. It's not a recognised. Well, I mean, I guess it is a recognised qualification, but it's not a recognised super qualification. They're not going to hire you over someone else because you did a diesel engine course, unless you're like actually going for like a chase boat sort of job. Yeah, in which case you're not brand new anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um. Then you've got your PDSD. And what's that stuff? <laughs> it's, it's it's basically I don't remember exactly what it stands for, but it's basically security, designated security duties. So it's like it's, it it came in a few years after I joined the industry, um, and it's like all about piracy and um, recognizing things like because. If you think about these billionaires and stuff, like there's gonna be, they're gonna have enemies. You know, there's gonna be people that want to harm them, and mm-hmm. and and a good way of people doing that is to blow up their billion-pound yacht. And so yeah. you you know you, it just it, it makes it it's try it's trying to get you aware of like don't just take random parcels and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it is kind of meant to scare you a little bit. Like we I, when I did mine, we had like an ex military guy that came and he he made his own like fake makeshift bombs like parcel bombs and stuff like that and and he brought in like um on you know i've done what you call it like disarmed firearms and stuff like that so just to get you familiar with what things look like yeah see that actually sounds really interesting and engaging oh it was mine was oh yeah mine's a powerpoint yeah yeah mine was online like just online learning again another money making yeah 
that's why I don't really remember any of it. And then along with that was is PSA, which is personal security awareness. Personal security awareness. That's that's part of your SCCW. Is it? Yeah. Okay, but it's a separate separate qualification, but it comes in as yeah. Right. I see. So they're all the bits that you don't necessarily need, but are quite common to have. Yeah. Um. So once you are your junior crew as a decky working in the industry, the next step to qualifications wise would be your yacht masters. But hang on, before you get there, if you really don't know anything about boats, what you actually need is your day skipper. Mm, Because your yacht masters is meant to be building on stuff that you would have learned in your day skipper so it's recommended you get your day skipper first well to a certain extent but that's that's if you were just going up through the qualifications whereas like when you're on a yacht the best thing to do is to get your yacht rating and your deck rating certificates which you can ask like your captain about and then it's it's a big it's it's something you should start as soon as you join the industry that I didn't um, because it was not it's just you know you're not you're not told about it and so it's worth asking people about it and like then and basically what it is is a is a, a big booklet of a whole load of tasks that you can do and get your captain or officer or something like that to sign off and tick and tick off um, even like all the way down to literally things like tying knots and it which is basically exactly what you you're doing your day skipper and more yeah and uh, and things like um um like lights and signals and you know day day shapes and all that sort of stuff everything that you do in your yacht master so like if you don't if you don't want to go get your day skipper or, or something like or that, you, you don't can, have time because well, obviously it's even, yeah it's not even having time it's it's you, you've got to build up your sea miles and stuff anyway no, but so day skipper, you don't need any sea miles. But if or what I'm saying is, if you don't have the time to to leave like your employment to go get to your day skipper, because obviously day skipper is um, theory, which you could do online whilst working, and then exam, uh, which again you can do online. But then to get the practical means that you have to go somewhere and do your day skipper, like exam, you know, practical exam. So if you don't have the time, if you're out in the middle of the med, like, you know, working, then you wouldn't necessarily wouldn't go even, through that. I wouldn't even say that that's the reason why you're not to do it. I'd say it's it's much better to go get your training record book because you need that. You need that fully completed and signed off to be able to go to your next qualifications. You don't need a day skipper. No, you don't need a day skipper, but I think that it just gives you a good grounding so that when no, you get to the the next time. stage you're not completely lost no because you because you wouldn't like it's a waste of time if you've already done your training record book stuff okay yeah i get that but if you haven't done that either well then you shouldn't be in the yachting industry <laughs> <laughs> i did my day skewer <laughs> So have I. <laughs> but I didn't do it because uh, for any reason other than like I did it when I was like two. <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, so then you would go for your yacht masters. Now there is a bit of beef around this whole situation. So yacht masters used to be a pretty big deal. Like it used to be, as you say, quite difficult to pass. Um, but what's happened is that they've got these zero to hero courses which basically means if you've never even stepped foot on a boat before you could go pay an extraordinary amount of money um, and do your yacht masters over the course of four months because they you need sea miles to do your yacht masters so over the course of four so if you've got four months spare and you know 12 grand uh then you can just get your yacht masters and they take you from zero to hero um and what's happened is but that also normally includes your stcw yeah it includes everything so it means that you can go from not knowing anything about boats to having not knowing anything about boats yeah (laughs) well yeah this is the beef um 
but to having a yacht masters so you've sort of like skipped potentially i think they sell it like you sort of skip the greenie stage in a way because you're you're going in with a higher qualification than you need to mm. start working on boats but they're so common now what's happened is that um a lot of people joining the industry a lot of greenies are walking in with a yacht masters so that that's diluting the meaning of it because it, what good is a yacht masters if or the only experience you have is four months and normally on like a 40 foot sailing vessel yeah or motor you can do yacht masters and motor well, you can or do sail. Yacht master motor, yeah. um so it just it just means that there is just uh, no meaning to it it means you've got no experience like what's more valuable is working in the industry for two seasons and then going for your yacht masters first of all you'll just understand it a lot better when you're there learning um and then most captains will look at that and on your CV and be like, oh, they've got experience and a yacht masters. Great, I'll hire, hire mm. them. Not just the zero to hero yacht masters. That there's well, almost yacht, a yacht, waste of paper. Yacht masters is now greeny, basically. Yeah, and that's such a shame because, like I say, all these people are like wading into the industry with this set standard of, oh, well, you have to have a yacht master straight away, and that's never used to be the case. Mm. And because of these zero to hero courses that are they are expensive and they do take up four months of your time, so you can't be earning money while you're doing it. You have to come out of any sort of employment for four months and also have this extraordinary amount of money that you have to get this qualification so what that's turning into is meaning that yachting is only for the privileged you know if i think back to when i was 18 there's no way i could have done that absolutely no way you know so if you've got help from parents and that great you know good for you but that it is turning the yachting industry into something of a privilege for for people you know middle class above really and that's such a shame yeah but a lot of the time these people will come into the industry and they're expecting it to be party party or you know easy work and they don't survive because they don't know what hard work is mm. but anyway i think mo the majority of captains decent captains will look at it and sort of you know take those people with the zero to hero yacht masters with no experience they'll take it with a pinch of salt and they'll just be like well that doesn't really mean anything mm. they they might still hire you but they're, they're going to hire you as the lowest of the low green crew just the same as anyone else whether you had a lot yacht masters or not because they know it it's experience it, now. yeah it that that yacht masters doesn't make you better than another greenie no um so the Yacht Masters is sea time. I can't actually remember how many sea miles it is. I mean, it's like 4,000, 5,000? No, I thought it was 2,500. Oh, it could be. Then. I don't know. I can Google it. Google it. Ask Google. What did we do before Google? It sounds so old when I say that. <laughs> um... So yeah, the, you need sea miles. You also do your theory, which is exam, and uh, I think it's two exams actually, isn't it? Um, and then you do your practical. Two and a half thousand. Oh, see, yeah, I knew it. Two and a half thousand miles, which is why the. And you need fifty days at sea, on yachts up to five hundred gross tons. You have to have five days experience as a skipper as well so you have to actually skip her about five days five and passages isn't it and one of them ha two of them has to be at night or something and they, the passages have to be over five passages of over 60 miles two of these passages will have to be night passages and two acting as skipper and they have to be in tidal waters yeah which means the med is out <laughs> not really well okay the med has a very small tide yeah so um that is yacht masters sort of beef it's such a shame because i think you said earlier to me before recording that you know it used to be difficult to pass and now actually it isn't well it should be but uh, like like these massive companies that are making money off people it's um it's 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 not like you know they'll 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 
they'll help you through the exams, which is fine. Like it's good. They hold your but, hand but and baby you through them yeah, now. But because they want a good pass rate on their, you know, on their records. Yeah. And so it means that, you know, you might you might not be ready at all. You might come out of there not understanding the theory or anything like that at all, but you've passed it anyway because they've like, you know, that at the time they you know, they've gone, Do you understand this? And you just go, Yes, of course you can say yes. You don't want to say no. You just spent twelve grand on this qualification. <laughs> Which you don't have to do, by the way, if you just pay for it yourself after you know, without the zero to hero. So the other way without the zero to you hero. You just pay for the exam. Yeah, you just you just buy the theory, which you can do online or in in a course situation which is is like a week's course or you just do it online you at your own to have a, to get do the course you can just go straight into the exams you could just do the exams if you're that confident um yeah which i wasn't so i did the week's course thing then um and then you could just book your practical and you could just you and could you just rock up on, you can do it on any like as long as you can do it on your mate's boat if you know you had a mate that had a, a yacht um because you book the examiner don't yeah, you you're paying for the exam examiner's time yeah, so you, you could spend 12 grand or you could spend like just a few hundred pounds really just mm. to, it, it, it's so if you do it yourself it is a case of just booking the examiner going out on a boat and doing doing what you're supposed to do as long as you've got the sea time and everything like that you know all the paperwork and you know lined up or you could do these things called prep courses uh, which is like um, one week or maybe two weeks where you get familiar with the boat that they you, you're doing it with you know you're doing it with a bunch of people you're all doing it on the same boat so you go out um, you know doing these passages on the boats uh, and then at the end of that the examiner comes on board and does the exam for all of you um, so that obviously costs a little bit more but still not thousands um, so that's the other way of doing it and that and that I'd say is the best way um is to do your theory either online or in a classroom get that done and then uh book a prep course if you've if if you've got the you know if you if you've got the experience to do that yeah so if you've if you've been working I in the industry just go book a prep course no but if you've got if you've been working in the industry um and you've got some c miles anyway then book your prep course that'll either fill in those missing c miles that you might have and you do your exam at the end of that week. Um, I'd say that's the best way to do it. Mm. Cheaper and the best way to gain the most amount of experience. So you've got a good basis. So your yacht masters actually mean something, you know. And then traditionally, once you've got your yacht masters, that's when uh, yacht masters with experience, not just the zero to hero, um, that's when you could become a lead deckhand, say. Um, but I think lead deckhand is a pointless title. It just doesn't really mean anything to me. I, most of the time, you don't even get paid any extra. It's just a name given to the person who's got the most experience. Yeah, but then that's that's how it works. You're not going to be called a junior deckhand anymore. No. So like the lead deckhand is in charge of the rest of the deckhands. It makes sense. But. Ultimately, you just take your orders from the bosun anyway. Yeah, but the bosun doesn't have time to go around checking up on everyone, so the lead deckhand does that. It's a hierarchy on big boats. That's how it works. You have you have people that are in charge, otherwise it wouldn't run properly. Yeah, I'd say the bosun. Yeah, but if he doesn't have time... What, what, what else has he got to do? His job is to look after the deck crew. Yeah, I know, but he's also like the one that normally drives the tenders, that sort of thing. So if the bosun's off the boat, the lead deckhand... Is the one in charge? Yeah. Just... But you got to have a heart. You got to make sure that you've got someone below you that is the highest qualified they can be to you can trust. I just think it's hierarchy for the sake of hierarchy. Sure. <laughs> That's all. I think it's just a silly title for someone who just needs a title. Maybe sometimes, but not all the time. <coughs> Well, then, after lead deckhand, if there is one, because there isn't always, that's normally on the bigger boats, then it would be your bosun, who's actually in charge of the deck crew. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, so you 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 could just be a bosun with a yacht masters. Well, the next level of training up is your officer of the watch, isn't it? And you say that on big boats sometimes the bosun is required to have their officer of the watch. Yeah, or at least working towards it. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Um, no, but they like to see that you've got some because officer of the watch isn't just like yacht masters. It's just it's not one exam. You've got it's made up of lots of different subjects and individual exams that are all like one week courses. Yeah, so let's talk about the officer of the watch then because I don't know anything about it really. So step one, get your training record book. Yeah, which you should have done. When you very first joined the industry. Well, it's it's a it's it takes time, doesn't it? Cause it's massive. Yeah, but it's uh, huge. But you also, to do your office of the watch, you also need thirty six months of yacht service. It's three hundred and three hundred and sixty five days of sea time. That actually means off the dock. Yeah. Engines running. Mm-hmm. So the so the sooner you start your your yacht training record book, the better, because then you can also be logging all these sea miles. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and, and logging this time on a boat so that you can even do the exam because so you've got um, you've got what is it? I think it's like five or six six, isn't it? Qualifications to six make up exams. an offer of the watch, and they're all they're all like a week each, aren't they? You could take them over time. You'd have they're to do quali- all they're, the- they're separate qualifications. They're not exams. There are exams, but they're separate qualifications. Each one of them is recognised as a certificate, right? And you, and you can take them, them over the course of time. Like, you don't do them all back-to-back, do you? No, but they do... I think they do expire. Oh, okay. And then you have to do all of those. And then at the end of that, you have... You hand those in, your proof of those in, and your your training record book um, in to qualify to be able to then go do an oral exam, which is like an hour or two in front of a board of people asking you questions about they, they they take your record book and they'll look through it as well and they might ask you questions about when you did that particular thing because at the end of the day you can get this record book and you get your captain to sign it all off and go, yep he's done that yep he's done that yep he's done that so they test you to make sure that you know about that particular thing mm. you know so, oh, I see here that you've, you know, you've sailed the boat at night, um, and you saw this particular set of lights. What does this particular set of lights mean? Yeah, and they give you like scenarios, don't they? Like where, like if this goes wrong and this goes wrong, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Like in an in an emergency, what do you do about this? <coughs> so yeah, so you've got all of those, but it's, but again, problem with things are officer of the watch to do it yourself is very expensive like pretty much each one of those individual week courses is about ten thousand pounds yeah and there's six of them yeah um i don't think they're that much some of them are okay yeah it's very expensive so it, but it, you do it over time don't you you don't rush you through also, this you also if you're on if you're on a boat and they want you to progress on that boat they'll pay for it yeah if you have loyalty to a boat um and you know you you've been there for a few years you've you served your time they might start paying for some of the things but these this takes you know a few years to get the training record book like i say is absolutely massive so it's 36 months of yacht service you've got to have yeah you can even take the exam so so you but you could start these courses over that time well people sometimes recommend that you you need six months of sea service, and then you can do your EDH, which is efficient deck hand. That's normally the first one that you get yeah. done, isn't it? And you also have to have hold held your EDH for a certain amount of time before, before you, you can do... take the exam. Yeah. yeah, but you could be doing the other ones. Yeah, yeah. But it, people normally will go off in the winter periods and do another one, and then come back for the summer, and then winter period do another one. Yeah, but you can, like you know hardcore do it all if you've got the money and, and the you, time and if you can absorb that much knowledge yeah because the problem is as well is it's all well and good going and sitting these exams and doing it and passing them uh, but then you then you've got to actually retain that knowledge you know? and apply it yeah as exactly well. so officer the watch is big officer one. the watch is is where it actually becomes serious like, <laughs> like you know oh this guy knows what he's doing yeah um 
uh, you can't blag that one. No. There's not attendance only. That that's actually. Oh yeah, there are actual exams. Studying. Yeah. Lots and lots of studying. Yeah, it's like going to university. Um, but once you've got your officer of the watch, you the progression from there is officers. So you'd be third officer, then go up to second officer, and then first officer. Well, no, ten, like you, I don't think big boats they won't, they won't put you as first officer and stuff until you start getting your your next qualifications. Okay. But you can be like third, yeah. But uh, but on smaller boats, you could be the first mate. Or the first officer of yeah. a smaller boat, yeah. But yeah. If you're on the big, big boat still, um, which you know it's not for me, but it's for other, it is for other people. You then have to start going for like your chief mates certificates, which is another. You don't need any more sea time, but you've got to do other qualifications. So you got your advanced firefighting um, and stuff like that, and then it's another. Um, I think I don't know if it's another exam or it's like an endorsement or something like um, but yeah you can go for your chief mate and, and then, then and then from there you're going into sort of captain's mode to a certain extent so that to be, to become a captain you need to go start going through your masters right yeah master 500 which is um you're a ma- you can be a master of a yacht that's less than 500 gross tons which is still big yeah um, and then you go like master unlimited and master 3000 which is well master 3000 is less than 3000 gross tons and then master, and then master unlimited which is you can drive you are now god yeah <laughs> you can drive cruise ships <laughs> yeah. yeah but again there are qualifications for that. Um, there's there's watch keeping and sea time and stuff like that. And then you've got more oral examinations. So there's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, but obviously it's a, it's that's when you that's when that's when it's your proper career. So yeah, so yeah, I mean, I I know um, captains that are in their fifties and literally started off as junior deckhands when they were twenty one. Oh yeah, I'm talking about on big boats. You're waving at me like that's not I'm you. I'm not fifty. Yeah, no, I know exactly. But you're also not a captain of a massive boat. Yeah, but I started <laughs> off as a junior deck hand. You did start at off at nineteen. At nineteen. So there you go. See, the there is progression there. Ten years in, you're captain of a small super yacht. Exactly. I don't uh, want to be a big boat super yacht. No, you sort. So in that, in your next step is retirement, isn't it? <laughs> you don't really want to go any further. I'm gonna marry and have babies. Yeah, yeah. Re- marry well <laughs> and retire and have babies. <laughs> there you go. You've done the interior route. You've done the interior route exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, there's the end. That's that's the sort of decky starting route if you want to keep going. Yeah. A lot of people don't keep going though. They no, they well, get to a, a certain of, level and then they're happy. Yeah, there is that, and you, and a lot of people just do it for a couple of years because it's yeah. it's not it's not for everyone. And because you're away a lot, yeah, so if you sac- do want, it's a lot of sacrifice, and and it's but it's it's a good it's a good thing to do if you do it properly and and are careful with your money. You can save a lot of money in a couple of years for like a house deposit, and then go back to England or wherever you're from and carry on with land based things yeah or people just do it for a summer you know it's like a gap year a gap year um so then engineering this whole new ball game it's basic it's it is but it's 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 the equivalent of the deck route but just in the engine room yeah but there's like, still there's different like stages your, yeah but so like you don't you don't I mean some people will start on deck and then realise, oh, I quite like engines, and so they would have already had like that yacht masters, or they've already had sea time and stuff like that. But yeah. You've, um, but you've got like your AEC, which is so it's first step. Engine course. First step that's different to decky stuff is your AEC, yeah, isn't it? But some deck people or deck crew will get their AECs because it's quite good to have. In case your tender breaks down. Yeah, in case you're on a tender. Exactly. And that's actually like a... uh, Each AEC, so AEC1, AEC2, which is quite new, they're um, they're a week-long course, both of them, Mm -hmm. Um, which so you get a lot more in-depth 
about engines and systems so you do like hydraulics and everything like that and, and, and electrics and stuff like that uh, they're quite good to net to get even just for the sake of doing them because they're well i find i find them interesting but maybe that's just because i like so, engines so just to start just to start being an engineer like the lowest of the load like junior engineer mm. You need. You probably would need your AEC one. Like you probably wouldn't yeah. be considered yeah, without yeah. it. Yeah, you don't have to have it. But but, but yeah, other other like, people will. So you yeah. need it. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you go for your AEC two, which means that you're actually like, you know, really thinking about this engineering side of things. You're not just. Yeah. You're, you're actually planning to go actually, further. It doesn't actually allow you to be a higher no qualified engineer, but it but says it's, that you yeah, want it's a bit this. more interested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, and it and it it gives you an introduction to systems on board, not just engine, because AC one is basically all about a diesel engine and like ripping it apart, putting it back together, that sort of thing. Whereas AC two is a lot more about your systems on board and stuff like that. And the next step is. SVs. Well, you can go down the SV route, which stands for small vessel, um, which is quite new. I actually only learned about it recently. Um, but there's levels one to four, isn't there? Yeah, so it's the it's it's similar to your Y route, which is um, which is your Y f- one to four or yeah. four to one. Sorry, yeah. it's four to one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, which is it's just kind of your equivalent of doing like your officer of the watch because like your Y's and stuff are like gross tonnage mm. so like if you've got your Y2 or something like that it means you can be a, a chief engineer on a certain amount of gross tonnage boat that's kind of how they work but there's it's the same it's the same kind of idea of doing your officer of the watch and stuff there's there's individual qualifications that come with it and then there's oral exams at the end of it yeah so Engineers, you either you're like junior engineer, then you might be third engineer, second yeah, engineer, and again, first engineer, and again, experience is massive engineer. with engineering, and yeah. you're, you're shadowing like the chief engineer and stuff like that. But then again, when you get to chief engineer or big boats, it is again more of an office job. Same with offices like first office, and your and office will be in the engine room. <laughs> yeah, you'll have um, they'll normally have um, engine control rooms. Um, yeah. which are like offices, offices in Next the engine room yeah. engine and there's a lot of computers buzzing away with numbers and charts and stuff because yeah. everything on the big boats is like crazy sci-fi advanced now yeah. where normally you don't even have to go into the engine room to adjust something yeah. yeah so you could sort of not have to worry about any of what we've just talked about if you go down the cadetship route well, you have to worry about it. But, but it's all handled for you. Yeah. So if you get a cadetship, it, it's, uh, they take you through all of what we just said. So you could do a cadetship in engineering or you could do it in deck, you know, which will take you up to a captain. Like you, just, you just follow along. That they do, they sort of, it's like going to university. And yeah. they're like, now you do this, now you do so this, you'll go, now you do this. You'll, you'll, I only, I've only really got a little bit familiar with the UKSA one because it's something that I looked at when I was younger but sadly I was already too old so yeah UKSA had a cut off age of I don't. I think it was 20 or something like that so it must be 21 yeah surely. but either way you start off it's, it's like it is the equivalent of going to university so you start off and you do like I think it's like a year or something um first of classroom studying so you go from you do you, you essentially do your zero to hero yacht master course mm-hmm. but uh, and 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 you get your c-miles and all that sort of stuff and then they send you out to the industry but they don't they don't get you a job like you you go to the industry like you were going to the industry as usual but you have like these guidelines you have to do like a year on a boat you have to get this many c-miles la da 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 and then once you've gone got, got that you then go back to UKSA and you start doing your qualifications they basically just they walk you through it all instead of you having to do your research and find it out yourself and you walk out of it after three or four years as an you officer have, uh, with you, your officer think, of the watch I think you come out with your chief mate so just above your officer of the watch yeah even better yeah, yeah. so you walk out after so it's basically it's your fast track way in four years you could it's a, it's you a, could... It's a way of doing it 
without having to think about it, if that makes sense. But and fast but, track. But they they only allow us, you know, they only offer it to a certain amount of people a year, like and and you have to be a certain age, which which I found really annoying because when I got to that, I was like, I want this to be my career. I was like, okay, this would be a good way of doing it. And it's like, sorry, you're too old. So great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's basically fresh out of college. If if you if you're lucky enough to know what you want to do at that age and you can scholarship you it as well it. I think I think there's ways of even getting it paid for because places like UKSA are actually charities mm. so like you know sometimes they're, they're they'll pay for maybe not all of it but they'll pay for certain amounts but that's also a very very expensive way of yeah doing but you it, could get you could get loans uh, you could get it funded basically it's like going to university yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. you don't yeah. They have to get the money necessarily yeah. to get it funded. And then the other route that people... Well, especially engineering, you have people that come from the Navy. Uh, same with captains, actually. Like norm, You get a lot of retired captains from the Navy that will do this as their retirement because it's a lot easier. You're not getting shot at most of the time. Mm-hmm. And you've already got the qualifications. Or you've got the equivalent qualifications, which you can then convert. And same with chief engineers and stuff. Like when I, uh, for example, when I was doing my AEC and stuff like that, I got taught by an ex chief engineer from the Navy, but then he also went and did like six years in the yachting industry. And now what he does is his land based retirement is teach these teach these qualifications. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so you, you can, can sidestep from other things. You can go from yeah from the navy to it. A lot of I know we know someone that's now like a second officer that got to second officer by going and doing merchant navy for like two or three years, which is a very very intense, not for everyone way of doing it. But it but you get there fast because of the amount of sea miles you do on these big cargo ships. You know they're constantly moving. So yeah, I know. I also know someone else who. Uh, went and worked on cargo ships for like nine months like it, mm-hmm. he said it was absolute nine months of hell yeah but you get cargo you rack up things like all this really experience not for people well, not for everyone no but you rack up all these sea miles and experience which means that you can like just sort of go jump straight into your exams yeah mm. yeah and you i think you have quite a lot of time on your hands on these cargo ships because you are just going passage after passage so you yeah. can study whilst you're doing it yeah it's a it's a very clever i i Again, it's one of those things that I wish I knew of these opportunities. When I got into the industry, there was none of this help. There was no, no, none of this online advice about how to do things. It's proper, like, you got to figure out yourself. But also back then, there wasn't as many qualifications around, so you didn't need as much. No. For example, a yacht master actually meant that you were, could be a captain. Mm. Um, and so when I did it, yeah, it wasn't as... Whereas, like, now there's so many options, and I think... If if you can suck it up, a merchant navy is one of the best things you can do. If you really, if you're really adamant, this is what you want to do for your career. Mm. Go do that. It is a miserable like nine months to a year on a boat. Can like, be. You yeah. won't. You won't but, see but land. It's only, but nine months is not a lot of time. No, it's not. But you, you know, mental health needs to be in quite good shape. I think to go do that because you might. You're of the guy I know that did it. He was on a ship where. Uh, everyone on board was um, oh, the, the, Thai or yeah. something, so they didn't speak you get any a lot English. Of, you get a lot of like, yeah, but that's also because for like that lot, that's actually like that's quite a good way of life for people. Yeah, that are, like, well, he said he, you know he literally ate the same slop like food every day. Like yeah. it was no variety, same food every day for nine months. No one had any banter or spoke much English, so he didn't have any like friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, just you don't you don't see land. You don't go anywhere pretty. You you don't you know it's just a miserable nine months. But you walk out of it with. A lot of experience in sea miles, so it means you can sort of like jump a few steps. Exactly. So long run, worth it. But if you're if you're someone that might not, if that doesn't sound like something you could do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. So yeah, that's progression paths. I don't have anything else to say about it. To be honest, I'd like to have a big coughing fit as soon as possible oh no <laughs> yeah okay well we can end it there let's end it there that's good timing hope everyone's season is going well yeah thanks and, um, for listening we're trying our best to get 
episodes out. Yeah, now our season is underway. We've uh, yeah. we've got boss trips, which we're having a marvelous time. We're going to try and keep as regular as possible, but I'm sure you can understand. Every other week, we can do this. But when it gets when it gets quieter again, we'll yeah. be a bit. More... I think it's more the Instagram that's like gone to bed. I know. Shit, for and me. I wonder who's in charge of that. Yeah, well, I just haven't had the time between being ill and. R- running a boat <laughs> it's just difficult oh yeah because you run the boat hey I run everything <laughs> everything you see right now I run all you do is drive it <laughs> sure sure <laughs> we're going to so, go off now and have an argument yeah <laughs> right so thanks so much for listening everyone please follow like share you know do all the things yeah see you next time bye bye